You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. I know this meeting is being recorded, bitch. Uh, anyway, welcome to another episode of the Retro Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am Jeremy. Uh, I am one half of your host. Uh, I ain't... Uh, y'all know where to find me. My AKAs for today will be Zoom. Y'all need to change this shit so this obnoxious bitch don't be telling us when the meeting begins and ends. Nigga, we can see when that motherfucking light come on that says recording, we know that the meeting is being recorded. When it ain't there no more, we know the meeting is ended. This is this shit is fix this shit. Take this shit off. God damn it, Zoom. Cause y'all don't piss me off with this shit now. But anyway, welcome. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Not anyway, welcome. <laughs> Hey, 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 everybody, it's Candice, you know where to find me on all social media, if you don't, not so newly wear PC, um, I don't have an AKA today, yes I do, yes I do, Donna is one audacious toothless bitch, okay, (laughs) and we're gonna get into it, I, and I, and I use, I made sure I googled it, I made sure I used the word audacious correctly, (laughs) The bitch is audacious, and and we're going to talk about why when we get to Black Ink. But as of now, we're going to... First, before we get into the shows, I've watched shows that we don't cover on here and on Ratchet Reloaded, which we probably could pick back up growing up hip-hop. But I don't... I got to gauge it to see how good it is. This season, L.A. added Stevie J's daughter, Savannah, and his son, Stevie Jr., to the mix. Mm. So they're on there. Um, Luke Campbell from 2 Live Crew, Don't Stop, Pop That Pussy, Let Me See You Do the Browns Daughters on there. And that's kind of juicy because they don't have a a good relationship. Mm. So, you know, I'm I'm liking that. Um, We see that Angela Simmons has moved into another relationship after the death of her son's father. Um, We see Brianna is still being very transphobic and talking too fucking much for somebody who's not a child of hip hop. Mm. Can I say that? Can we Mm. be fucking honest about that? She is not a growing up hip hop child. Her father is Kendu Isaacs. She does not have a famous parent. The nigga famous for cheating on Mary J. Blige and then trying to take all her money from her. A nigga named Ken Do with light eyes. She's not a child of, she's, she did not grow up hip hop. I don't know why she's here. Mm. Um, Because Ken Do broke and needed a chick. Yep. Dame Dash, Boogie is still on here. Lil Twist is still here, who we saw. He was signed to Young Money at one point. Um, is that I think that's everybody, but what drew me back to watching the show is if we remember, everybody always hated the fact that Sam and Egypt, Egypt, who is Peppa and Tretch's daughter, were together. And last season, Sam performed a song to which he came out and said that he does, in fact, date trans women, have sexual relationships with trans women, and so many people, mainly Brianna and TT, got really transphobic and acted like he was the scum of the earth and he was so disgusting. And this is why uh, Egypt shouldn't be with him and yada, yada, yada. First of all, mm. happy Pride Month. Correct. With that said, 
trans women are women full stop. Correct. That's it. Sam being involved and seeing trans women as women is just that. That's Sam having the wear and thaw and knowing better than most motherfuckers do. There is no conversation that needed to be had because he stood in his truth and said, hey, I date trans women. I see trans women like I see, uh, you know, cisgendered women. Correct. Y'all got really transphobic. And in that, it leads to um, TT not minding her business. You know, TT is uh, Peppa's niece. And the sister is the big lawyer consulate back in Jamaica. And all last season, they bring in TT to Jamaica to discuss Sam and why why TT and Egypt are falling out about Sam. And TT is accusing Sam of all this other bullshit just to find out she fucking on this white boy and had a baby with this cracker is engaged to this goddamn slave whipper. <laughs> and he fucking cheating on her. And in the last two episodes, you she is in fucking couples therapy for with a white man that she is not married to to see if they can get past his cheating because this motherfucker got rude gals all over the fucking island of Jamaica. Okay, Tahira, you should have minded your fucking business. You was worried about what the fuck Egypt and Sand was doing, and you should have motherfucking made sure Colonel Sanders wasn't sticking his dick in every rude gal upon the island. I'm, That's what you should have been doing. Are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> you was all in Egypt fucking business, and, and what do you know it? Her and Sam are doing just fucking fine. You in couple therapy crying and boohooing about this racist cheating on you. Because if a white man cheat on a black woman, it's racism. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel. That's racism. <laughs> That's bigotry. <laughs> Pondy okay. why don't you, my guy? And yeah, wind your waist, won't you? He been whining and pondering and Mr. DJ Ponder replaying and all the bitches in Jamaica. And you was up here worried about who the fuck Sam fucking on. You should, you need to be worried about what the fuck that white man doing. I'm howling that you said the white bitch you know, it's racist racism <laughs> we got to do better got to be better that, that is hilarious <laughs> so I'm gonna catch up I'm gonna check out I'm gonna check out this week's episode as well and see if it's given also Stevie J thinks his daughter is a scammer That's- that, hold wait hold on hold on wait Oh. That makes it worth watching. Stevie J and Stevie <laughs> Jr. went to Savannah's house because Stevie J and his son was playing basketball. And Stevie was like, I see your sister on the gram. She rocking the, best, the latest and the greatest and the best and the most expensive of everything. But I don't know where the fuck her money is coming from. She, I don't know none of her business ventures. She ain't even selling T-shirts and, and apparel. She ain't telling selling fit flat tummy tea but she living in a six thousand dollar a month apartment in la i don't know where she's getting her money from so they go to her house and they're like where's your money coming from she's like just know i'm manifesting it she's scamming that's oh, yeah. what she, scammers do they what, manifest she, where's she on uh, what that lady night be simone she be simone yeah she like i'm i'm manifested <laughs> and i <laughs> hey 
Simone J. <laughs> <laughs> she says she manifests her money, and Stevie J is like, "Yeah, what, what, what? How? What? Show me." He like because I've been in this industry for a long time, and I know how it costs to keep up this type of lifestyle you live in. How are you doing it? Where's the money coming from? She couldn't give her daddy one legit answer. No link to no businesses, no website, no clothes, no tea, no business ventures, no investments, no stock options, no portfolios, no Bitcoin, no shitcoin, no Nitcoin, no nothing. She couldn't show her daddy shit. Baby is scamming or selling pussy. Those is the only two options. She not. She don't even have no famous boyfriend. She maybe she a sugar baby or something. But I agree with Stevie J. How his daughter is living looks pretty foul on the surface. Do you know how hilarious that is for Stevie J of all the people to think that you a scammer? And not only that, his own daughter. (laughs) That is fucking hilarious. Absolutely, absolutely. But then you gotta. He had a valid point when we talking about somebody who has been at the top of the food chain in the industry and at the bottom of the food chain and kind of clawed their way back up via reality TV fame. He know what it looked like when somebody ain't living right because he been on both ends of that spectrum. That is true. <laughs> that that's what make it hilarious. <laughs> so he knows she not doing. She he know that money is not being obtained in a in a everyday got a good job type of way and she just too pussy to tell her daddy the truth or maybe she didn't want to say it on camera which if you scamming you don't say it on camera yeah but talking about you manifesting shit you could have just said hey i'm i'm invested in some i'm a silent investment in some companies that are doing really well and shit the payout is the payout emphasis emphasis on the silent yeah but shout out to her for not incriminating herself on TV like we see so many other people do. Um, but I'm going to watch this week. I'm going to report back to Jeremy and let him know if he should watch it and if we should add it into the lineup because it's getting increasingly messy. And I'm here for it. Well, you know, I'm here for mess that I ain't involved in. That's why we watch these shows. Absolutely. With that said, we're going to head on over to Houston for Speaking Ready of a mess... <laughs> Jeremy texted me and he said friend did you watch it yet I say no I'm finna watch it he said the first 15 minutes are going to take you the fuck up out of here and he did not lie and he was generous with 15 minutes cause like the first 8 minutes I was like what the fuck am I watching this is not ready to love this is ready to be toxic (laughs) potential show title right now this is ready to be toxic Two people got, two men got, Ron and, um, David. who was the other one? Ron and David both got sent home and they reacted so badly. The thing is, it's a dating show. It's a TV dating show. People will go home. You sign the forms and agreements that your ass could potentially get sent home. You might not make it to the finish line. The mm-hmm. bitches got together. My bad. The women got together. <laughs> <laughs> The women got together and decided that Ron was not ready to love, but David talked himself out of being ready to love. And then tried to lie Ron. talking about I, Ron. Uh, yeah. yeah. Talking about I self-eliminated. Huh? Yeah. 
Cause remember, uh, cause remember, it was David that had did that fuck shit that I had uh, said last week, where he was like, yeah. you know, when they did the last week, they brought the friends, and David was like, oh well, um, shit, what's the lady's name? Um, damn, what's the, the X Factor episode? Yeah, damn, I forget. Liz, when uh, he like told his friends that Liz had kissed another man in front of him. David was the because remember I text you. David was the one that actually was gonna go home, but Ron, being himself. <laughs> Talked himself out basically out of going home, talking about he, you know, self eliminated. David was the only one that was gonna go home, but you know, Ron yeah. reacted terribly, and then you know, hey, but th them fuckboys, them fuckboy, um, color show. But honestly, he, they weren't the only two because <laughs> that's all. First of all, I'm glad they. Hey, here's the thing: I don't even these motherfuckers been showing their true colors. I told Jeremy when we were texting that. This show is supposed to be about successful black singles in the Houston area who are ready to be in happy, healthy, loving relationships. And all these motherfuckers are trauma ridden and they have not unpacked and self-healed from their trauma. They are insecure. They are toxic and they are arguing on a fucking dating show. This is it's not even the caddy shit we saw last season. These motherfuckers really got some shit with them. Yeah. Like Joelle and Vernicia. Y'all are on a dating show arguing like y'all have been married for 30 fucking years. Those are red flags that y'all are toxic together and y'all are trying to work it out on a dating show where y'all aren't even committed to one another. Who right. the fucking what the fuck? Why the fuck? And like AJ if, is a and Joel's a gaslighter. Yeah, him and AJ. You gaslit the fuck out of that girl. Y'all had some. Y'all had a disagreement, and your your go to was to say, "I wouldn't pick her. I would pick somebody else that I don't have nearly as much chemistry with." But I'm mad and in my feelings and being a bitch ass nigga, so I'm gonna tell everybody, "Fuck you," and I I want to go home with somebody else if I had to go today. Come mm. on now, that's bitch shit. Correct. That is fuckboy behavior. Yeah, and bitch, bitch and fuckboy is unisex when we say it. Yes, that is, is fuck nigga neutral. behavior. Yes, it is gender neutral. I feel like the only man on this show that is not bitch made is Chris, honestly. <laughs> and just, you know, because we have prior, you know, information about Chris because he was on last season. But even with Chris, it's like he... <laughs> The rest of the men are so bad. Well, okay. That they make him look bad. I wish he I hadn't Jason, come back to this season. Yeah, I don't think Jason is bad. He just don't know how to make up his goddamn mind. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, like, Chris and Jason about the only two decent ones. And the thing with Jason is he don't know how to make up his fucking mind. Because <laughs> you clearly, because yeah. what's the one, he, when we were testing, what's the one he, he feeling, but he too scared to say it? I forget. Was it Kyle? Uh, Liz. Liz. Oh, Liz. Liz over Kyra. Yeah, but he too scared to say it. And it's like, nigga, it ain't y'all down to like what the final four on each side? So like nigga, it's it's you got to get to the getting. You a yep. grown ass man, dog. <laughs> you a grown ass man and you it's down to the crunch time and you afraid to tell one tell somebody that hey, I'm feeling you more than them and I want 
I want to see how far this can go. Like, bro, like that is the purpose. I mean, again, it is a dating show, but this time it's, you know, a dating show, but y'all down to like, it ain't but that many of y'all. <laughs> and it is crunch time. So like, get to the getting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't like AJ. I don't like Joel. Like, uh, shit. Like I say, shit, Chris, Chris and Jason about the only two decent men left. And then on the women's side, I, oof. <laughs> oof. Exactly. <laughs> like, Alexis is alive. Venetia is alive. Kyra. I like Kyra, but I feel like Kyra... This ain't really her steez, to be quite honest. Like I feel like I feel like Kyra would do better on a dating show that's not being filmed. I do too. And I I feel like Alexis is really insecure. Yeah. Like the thing about this being a dating show and why you really need to vet the people you're having on here so that you can get the full experience of a quality dating show is you cannot be insecure. You have to live in the fact that you're going to be on the show with other worthwhile individuals competing and you just got to run your race and know that you are, you are that bitch. Yeah. But it's other women there. That's that bitch too. Yeah. And made a business. And what's for you, and what's for you will be for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what other way to explain it on a fucking dating show that you signed up to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just so much, it's aggravating. And then with Amber, like, girl, that was messy as hell what you did telling. Like, you did not need to tell that business that so you did not need to tell what the hell Joel said. Like, it was not your business to tell. That was messy as hell. It was not. It was not. Um, Joel, something he give me, I don't know. Something about him is just a lot off with me. Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it. Like you said, friend, he give me they get they insecure at best, crazy at worst. And I get crazy at worst with him. Yeah, I can see that. So I can see that. But we get we getting down to the nitty gritty. It's nine people left. I'm I'm guessing they gonna make a cut next week, or they didn't make a cut this week since two men went home, so they not cutting nobody this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see what's what going forward. How, um, we'll, but I we'll, just we'll see what's what. But expect all commentary to kind of be dry about it because honestly, this season is very dusty. <laughs> very dusty. Very. It's Muy not dusty. It's not given what last season in Atlanta gave. No, it's not. That was a good season. Yeah, this I season enjoyed is, that. This season is. Mm, it's mm. literally. Mm. And that's that's about it. That's about it. So we're going next, friend. Let's go to New York. No, speaking of if, dusty. by proxy of Atlanta. <laughs> speaking of dusty. <laughs> Dusty Donna. <laughs> Dusty Donna. This. <laughs> <laughs> you put us in a position where we have to agree with C's and Tay right. Big Titty Spanks wearing ass. Right? 
For that alone, okay, you get you you is we get a fuck you for me because you got me over here agreeing with a nigga that's thicker than me. <laughs> Teddy okay, Teddy over Thanks. there thinking the thighs, hips, lips, and tits, <laughs> and you got me agreeing with this motherfucker. Oh, buxom beauty ass nigga. <laughs> buxom you. <laughs> That Spanish Teddy be where I'll be saying. Listen, that motherfucker be screaming. It be like, nigga. The T and Teddy stand for thick. Help lives. Save lives. Help me. That's what it be saying. Help me. Please, nigga. Listen, help me, please. Somebody. Anybody, but, uh, girl, fuck you because you got us agreeing with these niggas. <laughs> Go ahead, Candace. You do. You really deserve a super duper shut the fuck up, fuck you. Because, mm-mm. let me tell you something. We, it has been talked about, it has been discussed multiple times pertaining to the original Black Ink crew when the show first started. It was Walt. It was C's, it was Puma, it was oh shit, it was Duchess, and it was fucking Teddy. Yep. Those are the OGs of the show. Sky was not even a part of the mix when Black Ink Crew first started. Sky was a mixy freak that Teddy was fucking that made it to the show because she was wild and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Listen yep. to me. Tell them. Tell them. C's. And Teddy, our blood cousins, grew up together. These mm-hmm. Puma and Oh Shit are childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Middle school, high school together. Okay, mm-hmm. Duchess and Seeds was fucking. Yep. Well, is another person that they came up with together. Yep. Those are the OGs of that show. Those are the people who, if anybody is going to have an attitude about building Black Ink from the ground up, it is those people. Yep. It's them. Mm-hmm. Teddy cleared your stupid ass when he said, Donna, well, first of all, you keep putting your hands on the right people and you're going to get the right ass whooping. And you you know better because you're you from here. Mm. You're from Cleveland. You didn't got your ass whooped enough where you know better. Mm. Keep your mm. motherfucking hands to yourself. Mm. I don't give a fuck how mad you get at Tati. You don't have a right to be trying to put your hands on that woman. Mm. You got life fucked up, truly, baby girl. Mm. That's the telltale sign. I don't sign. like people like that. That's, that's a the... telltale sign of an abusive, violent motherfucker. Yeah, a bully. Because just like a bully, they pick on the they pick on the right ones, like you said. Cause you ain't putting no, you. I put put it like this: you ain't putting hands on Young Bay like that. I know that for goddamn sure. Exactly. Also, you've been beat up mad times on the show. We know you right? can't fight. <laughs> Didn't um shit. What's her name? Um, fuck. What is her name? The one that um that Teddy was fucking her and Tati, and they got into it. What um what the, Jada? Didn't Jada put hands? Yeah, on her? Jada beat you the fuck up. Yeah, she beat Donna yeah. and Tati. <laughs> yep. 
So like, Donna, you don't have the hands that you think you do. And Alex ain't got the back to back you up like you think he do. <laughs> that was terrible Period. on my part. <laughs> no, but that was true. <laughs> the back ain't backing. The, the, <laughs> the back ain't backing. <laughs> The back ain't backing. Listen, yo, listen. Alice might call you Big Mama, but you ain't got big hands because we don't see you get beat the fuck up on this show. So I don't know why you think you this big bad bitch that can just beat anybody's ass. But I'm here to tell you, Donna. It, it, we got, we literally just like they was rolling receipts back on your ass with C's not telling you and giving you the green light. We had receipts of you getting your ass whooped on this show, Donna. You, you are got a big bag, but that's it. You got a big back. You, you got, got the back Alex Swishy had. <laughs> you got a big back. You got a big gap, but you do not have big hands. Period. And you need knack like it. And you also don't have big skills because I don't know why you. Who the fuck is going to buy hair from Donna? First of all, who the fuck is going to come in a tattoo shop trying to buy a fucking wig? Also that. Please tell me. I would like to know. I would like to see it. I would like to be it. I want to be a part of it. I want to know. Like, ain't nobody going to no goddamn tattoo shop trying to get yakky. Nobody. That is not not the purpose of a tattoo shop. So, first of all, the idea is stupid. Second of all, again, I reiterate, who the fuck is buying the shit from you? (laughs) Nigga, you do. Donna, you know we see you, right? You ain't never put together. You, you listen. It, then, the only time Donna looked good is when she first had got that surgery, and because we even said it, we and was even like, then we clowned her for getting that ass but not getting that tooth. Also, that <laughs> true. So, so my statement still stands. Donna, you ain't never been put together, baby. Ain't no, ain't no. <laughs> ain't, <laughs> shout out to Liz. Ain't no woman worth her salt. <laughs> go look at Donna and be like that's who I want to buy some hair from that's who I want to buy some fashion from ain't nobody looking at you like you a fashionista Donna who the fuck is going to buy hair, some shit from or a hair anista you're not a bunganista right. you're not a wiganista yeah, you're not a toothanista girl you that goddamn girl. not a toothanista that goddamn girl <laughs> Girl, Donna, ain't nobody looking at you for they cause they got they ain't looking at you for fashion, they ain't looking at you for health, they ain't looking at you for, for, for how they damn sure ain't looking at you for tattoos. You can't fucking spell. Donna, what purpose do you serve on this show? <laughs> ain't nobody buying no nothing. Shit. Which 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 leads us to the dragging that C's rightfully gave Donna. You want credit for being on this show for minimum. You've been on this show what six, seven years now. Yeah, you've not grown as a tattoo artist. You came, you brought your. Let me. You watched Black Ink, saw an opportunity to get an opportunity. Brought your ass to New York from Cleveland because you could have been an apprentice in a tattoo tattoo shop in Cleveland. You wanted to be on TV. You wanted to get on. These motherfuckers put you on. Mm. Period. Let's be honest here. Yeah. We don't we we truly do not really fuck with C's or Teddy like that. But goddamn it, they made. But they point. gave a they gave a motherfucker they never seen or spoke to a day in their fucking life an opportunity to not only work in a tattoo shop as an apprentice but get a check by being on the show on TV through Big Fish. 
Exactly. They don't owe you shit. Especially you since have you gotten, have not done shit. Hello? You have gotten far more than you have given to this show. Let's be honest. And as one of my followers pointed out, silent. Uh, shout out to Silent Acoustics. Fucking everybody in the shop does not mean you put in groundwork to, to get all these accolades from Black Ink. Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking all through the shop do not make you an A1 day one. Mm-hmm. Hell, it don't even make you an A1 lay if we being honest, because... It don't make you a day for it don't make you a day 1236. Mm. Like C said, what credit do you want? What have you brought to this shop? Nothing. You are not ta- you are even not tattooing right now. What have you brought to the shop? You have not brought clientele to the shop. You have not brought celebrity artists, celebrity clients from Cleveland to the fucking shop. You have not brought anything to that shop but oh but worn out pussy. A dead tooth and a wide ass. And not even a shapely wide ass either. What? I mean, let's. Drama. I was just about to say, all oh. Donna bring is drama. Like, that's it. That's literally. Steve asked you, did you want credit for being the worst tattoo artist in Black Ink history? And that was a very, 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 very valid criticism, especially when they rolled back all the terrible fucking tattoos and misspelled tattoos you did in that fucking shop. Can't miss, can't spill perseverance. <laughs> perseverance. You, you want to <laughs> persevere through the shops. You can't spell perseverance. All you have brought to that fucking show is lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And and two for them shit stained tattoos and plaque buildup. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. And then Teddy cleared your motherfucking ass because, like Teddy said, you will never get the respect as an A one when that is not who you are in the scheme of things. You will mm-hmm. never have the relationship with those men in that shop that they have with each other. And they, I mean, and let's be honest, friend, they don't even treat the other male artists the way Teddy sees Puma and them interact with each other. Hell, Puma and C's was on the out for, outs for years. Yeah. Puma and C's and oh shit is currently on the outs. Yeah. You are not getting any. Why do you think you need special treatment when they don't have no problem arguing and fighting against amongst their motherfucking selves? Who are you? Mm. An opportunist. That's what you are. And can I say this real quick? If you will allow me, friend. <clears throat> yes. Alex, you a goddamn cook. And I'm gonna tell you why you a cook. Because you see that you see this motherfucker wilding all the goddamn time. Yeah, even towards you, and you don't say shit. You don't do shit. This motherfucker got your back folded up like some motherfucking origami, and you still is in your goddamn confessional saying, I mean, it's a double standard. They don't treat Big Mama with respect. What respect has she earned, nigga? She has, her actions has caused you disrespect, and you still with this no. motherfucker. Caused you a fucking job, to be honest. D- hello? And can I? Before I go on and drag the fuck out of Alex, I just want to finish that. Teddy cleared the fuck out of Donna, and rightfully so. 
you don't get to to try to get credit and accolades and acclaim for something that you had no hand in building. When you came to Black Ink, it was already a brand. It was already a show that was on multiple seasons. It already had a, it already had spinoffs coming in terms of Black Ink uh, Chicago and so on and so forth. You don't get to take credit for any of that. You are not a, a force to be moved in that fucking show. If you were not on this season, you would not be missed. Your most powerful moment on this fucking show was when you had the ectopic pregnancy and you shed some awareness on that situation. Other than that, your other highlights uh, include Alex blowing your back out in a public bathroom, you getting caught cheating with Alex and your man blowing up and almost beat you the fuck up. You misspelling tattoos, you doing ugly tattoos, you being evicted from places. Those are your shining moments on the show. You, your you, most you, memorable you, moments are you being trifling or you fucking up. Or fucking, or a combination of all three. Exactly. So leave us alone. And kudos to you, Teddy, for telling the truth. Because again, friend, that's like somebody, that's like us doing, we, how long have we been doing Ratchet Ramblers? I know our anniversary is coming up. Uh, uh, this is year five, right? Yeah. We started it in, or did we start in 2016 or 2017? Uh, I think we started in 2017 after I had London. Because I was already in Denver. Yes. Okay. So this is year four. That's like somebody coming in now telling us uh, they helped us build Ratchet Ramblings from the ground up, so we got to give them credit. Right. We appreciate what you add in the now. We appreciate what you brought to the to us now. But no, you don't get to act. You don't get to take credit for something that we we put our blood, sweat, and tears in, and Curtis as well. Rest in peace. Correct. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> this accent though <laughs> and but you yeah, don't deserve credit for anything because you don't bring shit positive to the show again the, the only thing Donna brings is chaos and negativity that's all she brings and she can't even spell that exactly so now Alex I've got words for you because like my friend said you are a cuck but not only are you cuck you're just stupid First things first. <laughs> first things fucking first. You saying Donna got a lot on her mind and a lot on her plate. Why aren't you as a man doing anything to help ease that? Why are you and Donna homeless? Why don't y'all have anywhere to live? What what the fuck do y'all have going on that y'all don't have a roof over y'all fucking head and she's the one stressing about it? Why aren't you stressing about it? You're a parent. You, that means if you don't have somewhere to lay your head, you don't have somewhere for your child to come so you can parent him. Mm, come on, friend. Come on. Come on with the point. You're a tattoo artist, a very good one. Why aren't you working? Mm. Why aren't you bringing in the money? Mm. Why is Donna having to start 40,000 businesses to keep a roof over your fucking head? This is mm. the thing. You're not, a, you're not even a cuck. You're a stay-at-home son. She's raising you. <laughs> Donna yeah, she, is raising you. Yeah, she talked to him. She talked to him like that. She talked to you like a child because you are one. 
Because there's no way in the fucking world y'all, she should be the only one stressing about y'all not having nowhere to stay and all that kind of shit. You a man. You have a viable skill. A trade. Yeah. A tattoo artist. These shops been back open. If y'all doing all this traveling, why you not doing guest spots at tattoo shops? The places y'all traveling at. Y'all doing all this fucking traveling and jet setting. Why y'all not getting money while you doing it? And then after she got told, this bitch is so stupid. I'm about to get, I'm vomiting in my mouth a little bit because these last few episodes, Steve's has not been a piece of shit. And in, in terms of this Donna shit and even Teddy, they come back to finish the meeting. And she says, Donna, how can we support you with whatever goals you have? How can we help you get a spot to do your CBD stuff, to do your wigs, to, you know, you say you, you trying to get a clothing line off the ground. How can we help you get a space so you can bring your models in, shoot them in your clothing and get your shit up and running? How can we help you and help you outside of the shop? Because the shop is a tattoo shop and a tattoo shop only. But we want to help you. Correct. This bitch got mad. This bitch got mad that they asked her how they could further support her in getting her business ventures off the ground. And she got so mad. And she, she started tra- talking to them like shit and, and put her hands on C's. And, well, also that she got so mad. She started making straw man arguments. She was like how we can have and throw all these parties and stuff. But y'all can help me. Donna, all those parties were black ink parties. And you also wasn't complaining about those black ink parties because you was dead in the middle of it, shaking your ass and shit. Though they had space to do parties because they were black ink shop parties. They were still black ink. You doing your CBD shit or whatever is not black ink. That is Donna. And these niggas are literally telling you, we will help you with your shit just outside of the shop. Because it is not affiliated with what the shop is, which is a tattoo shop. Exactly. They tried to help. I can't even, I can't do nothing but respect how C's handled the situation because he tried to support you, but you do not need to be doing all this outside shit in a tattoo shop where it needs to be absolutely sanitary and only tattooing and piercing needs to happen in those doors. No, that is not the space for you to be holding your model auditions for your clothing line. No, that is not the space for you to be having your hair delivered. Everybody and their mama know that weave, when you get it delivered, typically it needs to be washed and conditioned and sanitized and all kind of shit. It's then travel from over fucking seas. Mm-hmm. No, you don't need to be making wigs in a tattoo shop. No, you do not need to be selling CBD juice in a tattoo shop. But technically, it's not a drug. And if people want to try it, cool. But you don't need to be doing all of that inside this man's tattoo shops. And when he told you he wanted to help you find a space where you can do all this stuff, you lost your fucking mind. And even Teddy asked Alex, like, what's going on with Donna mentally? Because this don't seem like her. We know Donna to be crazy, but this don't fucking seem like her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got big mama just got a lot on her plate. Then why you not helping her eat some of it? 
<laughs> you skinny than a motherfucker. You sitting over there starving and she got all of it on her plate. What are you doing? And I hate when y'all try to blame it on, on, on mental shit because it's not that. Donna's just fucking insufferable and entitled. Yeah, that's really it. That's, that's the long and short of it. Because this is a pattern with Donna that has been a pattern for since her inception on the show. Exactly. Also, um, I was hollering at the goddamn producer, uh, telling Donna to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. And then like, rolling all the uh, bean footage of <laughs> Steve not agreeing to let her do whatever the fuck she wanted to do in his shop. Right, and him being confused is like, Donna, what the fuck do you want to do? She like, I don't know. How do you want to open a space for something you don't know what the hell you want to do? It's giving playing in my face. That's what it's giving. It's giving playing in everybody's fucking face. Yeah. What did I text you? I was like, Donna deserve an Emmy for this acting she's doing. Yeah. Because sis was putting on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she is. She's acting. Well, she is, the, she is the clown and the circus, so. Yeah. And she took the circus act off the show and left and didn't say bye. And nobody and blocked everybody from the shop from her social media. And literally nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> they was laughing. Yeah, they was they was key keying at your expense. When you do nobody clownery. Nobody gives a fuck. The clown come back to bite, baby. Well, in this case, I guess block you. I don't know, child, but Donna, leave us alone. Um, then we I'm I'm not going to say I don't care. I'm just going to say that we saw the the shooting um, with, you know, of Asian Americans. We saw that in real time. So I didn't have anything to say about it other than, you know, I'm glad Young Bay and Nico stayed safe during that situation. But if they hadn't have been traveling to Atlanta in a pandemic, never mind. You I'm know, glad they stayed safe. Do you know what? That's a good way to put it. Because, uh, we feel uh, I, the same. Yeah, that was a good way to put it because I really didn't have a reaction. Not again, like you said, not because I didn't care, it's because like we saw this shit in real time. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, also, what the fuck you traveling in a pandemic? But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, so I want to say this in terms of something that I really don't necessarily care about. Did you give a fuck about Rock and Crystal and that apology from that other dude or whatever? Because I didn't. No. Okay, I didn't cool. Care. Okay, cool. Cause cause think, cause what we remember what we said last week, the fact that he not fired, like we the fact that he not even fired, it's like why the hell do I care? Because nigga the way he was like we said last week, the way he was acting and how he carried on, nigga, he should have been fired. And the fact that he not exactly. Exactly. I I I had nothing. And I had nothing for her because she owed Rock an apology. Right. Because she did the fucking most. Right. To and him. to him. And he didn't deserve it. And she did not apologize. She just act like she, everything was everything. Right. So, uh-uh. Um, okay. That's all I had. Yeah. Let's move it. We let's we stand in Atlanta. We here. We had married the medicine. 
so Heavenly gets on my nerves. Before I drag her, I do want to say that I absolutely, when people talk about building generational wealth and leaving shit for their kids, but not actually helping their kids to build it, I'm mm. glad that Heavenly is the exact opposite of that because she wants to help her son and his business uh, much, much opposite of Dr. Simone and how she's handling Miles. Uh, Dr. Heavenly's son wants to buy homes, flip them, either sell them or turn them into Airbnbs or, you know, rentals or whatever the case. And Heavenly helps him do that. Yeah. She helps him find the property. She helps finance the property. She helps get it up and running and moving. And I, that life. is absolutely how you have to help your children build generational wealth if you have the means to do it. And her son expressed as much and showing his gratitude that his mom is on his side in doing this. Yeah. I absolutely appreciated that. That's what I can say about Heavenly. Yeah. Next I also, off, I also like that when she, I also like that when she asked him like, "What kind of woman you want?" She and she said, "You want a woman like your mama." He didn't say shit. He said, "No." Nah. Because he know, <laughs> he know. No to the no, no, no. Yeah, nah. to the no. But he was respectful about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, I. I like Dr. Scott less and less every episode. <laughs> Dear God. To be such yeah. a handsome man, he has such an ugly spirit. And yeah. when he went over and had drinks with um, Eugene and, and Cecil. Cecil, it gave me big weirdo, big sexual harassment energy that you're carrying around photos of a potential employee who would be an esthetician in your clinic or whatever the case may be um because you think she's too attractive for your wife to hire her one this is how you know that a, a straight men have a bad habit of not realizing they have water in the well until it runs dry because have you looked at your fucking wife right have you looked at your motherfucking wife contessa is the baddest wife on that goddamn show Easily. I'm talking about face, car, and body. A lot of the ladies have one or the other. Quad give us body, but sometimes that face say, nay. D nigga. <laughs> I think Dr. Jackie is a pretty woman. Simone, I don't know, child. I Depends know. on the angle. Toya, I think Toya has a cute face and you know, but she, I don't know, but that to me, Contessa is the Finest woman on on the cast. Easily. Easily. Okay. Why would a woman why would she be insecure about hiring a woman when she is who she is? We're talking a about a veteran medic, medical doctor with multiple kids who has find who has found time to keep that body in that face. And open up a practice and go back to school and get another degree. That woman is fucking phenomenal. Your wife is phenomenal. She has no reason to be insecure about any other woman other than the fact that you make her insecure about women by doing shit like that. Because she's going to see that and she's going to be like, what the fuck? 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Scott, like, like Scott, Scott, you moving like a Twitter nigga, bro. And I don't like that. At all. I don't like that. I don't like that. Cause that's projecting. Like you, pro- you projecting, you projecting your insecurities onto Contessa. Yeah. Which honestly, you you have been doing for quite some time, to be honest. Yep, I can't get with that. And while you doing that, Contessa is actually in counseling for herself and trying to straighten through her issues and trying to figure out herself and what's next for her and what she wants. Like y'all are actually. Dare I say it, for a long time since y'all came to the show, y'all were one of my favorite couples, but it seems like the happy is no longer there. So I would like to see y'all call it quits so that y'all can go be rightfully happy on the lanes that y'all want to be in. Because y'all not on the same lane no more. Y'all in two totally different cars. Y'all don't ride together no more. (laughs) That's a good analogy. And I'm glad that you brought, brought the counseling up. Cause Cecil and I appreciate cause Cecil was getting on his ass. Cecil was like, you got to let that old man I'm stubborn and stuck in my way shit go and get your ass in counseling. Yeah. And I appreciated yeah. that Cecil was not coddling him with that. He was like, bro, you got to let that shit go. Yep. Fought him to the table. And I appreciate that. Cause, I yeah, I was glad because you absolutely there's no reason there's no reason y'all should have left that damn couple st- counseling therapy whatever y'all was doing you wanted you wanted to leave it out because you because you thought well we could just work it out nigga y'all issues are way bigger than her going back to school yeah it's As giving that you jealous of her that's what it's giving. It's giving jealousy. Honestly, it's giving a lot more than jealousy. It's giving controlling is what it's also giving. If we was to be honest, since we here, let's call it, it's giving abusive. It's yeah. giving emotionally since, and mentally abusive. Since, since we're we here. here. Since we're here. Since we're here, we can talk about it. It's yeah. giving that. Yeah. So. Because, again, we have said this many times. Contessa should not have like sprung going back to school on you, but your response to it and everything leading up has absolutely been abusive. And everything thereafter, even with her being done with school, you still haven't been supportive. You didn't even get her a fucking graduation gift. That's ugly. Very. That's that's very ugly. That's that's nasty. She don't deserve that. Right. So, I mean... I'm I'm cool on you. Yeah. And I feel like because I feel like Contessa, I feel like y'all need to get and I feel like Contessa needs to work on us. Cause you know, again, she does have communication issues, as we just clearly said. Um, and she definitely is like like both of them are too stubborn. And we've said that before. Like she don't like to listen, he don't like to listen. But I think that Contessa is recon- recognizing that about herself and working on herself individually to correct that. Meanwhile, Scott yeah. is just over here like the problem ain't me. And it's like, no nigga, you are very much part of the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are part of the uh, issue. Yeah. You are a big part of the issue, to be honest. So about this planning dinner. 
Hmm. First thing. What do you first. want to start? <laughs> you why are you mad that Lisa Nicole took the rain, took the took it by the reins? And y'all were pussyfooting about it. Simone. Like for Simone to always have an opinion on shit, she really don't do shit right on the show. <laughs> She a good doctor. That's it. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I mean, you like that's really me. all I got. She a good doctor. <laughs> you busy. You always talking about how busy you are as a doctor. We know that that was increased during the pandemic, and that you probably are super busy, super tired, super stressed. And Lisa, Lisa Ann, or what's it? Is it Lisa Ann? Lisa Nicole. Lisa Nicole. Lisa took the shit by the reins and got it done. And you're upset. Also, why would you be upset about something so trivial? Y'all are damn near 50. Okay, friend. I didn't want to go there, but since we're here. <laughs> like I'm saying. It may be 50. Right. Like I just I'm just saying like this is really like what you upset with Jackie about after y'all had just made up, like, huh? Like are we are we in middle school? Like, what the fuck is this? Like y'all are too old for to be mad about Simone shit is like fifty four. Uh, damn, how old? Simone is fifty four. Doctor Jackie is sixty two. That black do not be cracking. Uh, wait, wait, hold she on, wait, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Doctor Jackie, how old? Sixty two. She'll be sixty three this year. Nigga, July twenty seven. Nigga, Heavenly is fifty. Oh, that makes sense. Nigga. Foya is 45. I thought Jackie was 50 on the head. Nigga, 62. That black do not crack, boy. God damn. Yeah. Mm-mm. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to make 62. But I, I, I swear I thought Jackie Quad is the youngest one on the show at 41. I, I swear I thought Jackie was 50. But either way, the point remains, y'all too damn old to be acting like this. Still. That's my that's my overarching too point. Fucking too old. Man, that black too dude. fucking old. Damn. That woman is beautiful for 62. She looks listen, good. I, listen, go ahead, Jackie. Be Dr. Simone look good for her age, but she's too old to be as catty as she is. Especially when you always trying to hold the other ladies accountable, but you mm. arguing over some trivial shit. Mm. I don't understand. Help Total me, please. Me Listen. Drew Hill, help me sing. Somebody. Anybody. <laughs> Jodeci. What I do, <laughs> what I do want to get to is Heavenly having a meltdown because she did she conditioned and can't take it. Mm. That's what I want to have a conversation about, truly. Let because us you you went out of your way to not only call Lisa Nicole fat and point out that she had a gut while riding on the pony and text her about it and send her a picture of it. You said you were joking and trying to build a friendship with her. I don't know no bitch in the history of bitches that I would want to build a friendship <laughs> with. And they was talking to me and about me like that. And we're not that cool or close yet. <laughs> like, am I lying? Like, what lying, the fuck that about that would make me want to be friends with you? 
<laughs> no, I don't know no bitches in the history of bitches who move like that and think we finna be friends. That was if if that's how you build friendships, you goat mouth bitch. You need to be quiet. <laughs> you need to continue doing counseling because that is not how you build friendships with women, critiquing their bodies and criticizing them and being nasty about any weight gain they may have put on in a fucking pandemic. Also, a woman that y'all you clearly do not have the best of history nor relationship with, and you think the you think the way the the bridge over those troubled waters is to make fun of fun of her and saying that she got a good. Wow, you also have one. <laughs> like what, heavily? Exactly. Like for it's always them, just like Donna. It's always the bullies that be the most sensitive motherfuckers. Exactly. Like that. Like you think you gonna give this woman your ass to kiss and talk uh, talk about her ass and her body, and you thinking, oh, well, I'm just joking. Well, me, we, friends don't joke like that at all. Friends don't joke like that. Like me and Candace don't joke about joke with each other like that, talking about each other and degrading each other that way. Now she do make fun of my blouse. However, <laughs> however, it's the blouse. I, you know, what I'm saying. I'm not sitting up there. First of all, me and Jeremy have always had that type of rapport with each other. But if me and Jeremy was just getting cool, I wouldn't I wouldn't say shit about his blouse. Exactly. If I don't fuck with you like that and we got a history where we working up to getting close, I'm not about the crack jokes or or we not I'm not gonna make the big knee jokes and shit like that. And he's not gonna be, you know, like, oh, you a piece of shit. We're not gonna go up with each other like that and we don't have that rapport. That is our thing, and we've built that. That is years of friendship building. Correct. You don't have that with Lisa Nicole. You do not have that with Lisa Nicole, especially since you were the motherfucker that was bragging that you was part of the reason you chased her off the show in the first damn place. Hello. But you know she. This is why your. This is why your children be making fun of you heavily because you're not that smart. But that's you know neither here nor there. Another motherfucker. I appreciate the way Lisa Nicole cleared your ass by bringing that motherfucking scale out and saying, "Bitch, let's have a let's have a weight off." <laughs> then all of a sudden, is I didn't come here for that. This why I don't know why y'all let Lisa Nicole do nothing. She don't do nothing right. She don't all that yipping and yapping from a bitch who always joking. It ain't jokes no more. Mm. 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 It's not jokes now. Mm. It's time for you to get your big ass on the scale too, and it's no longer jokes. Cause mm. you damn sure way more than Lisa Nicole. <laughs> Hell, them gums alone. <laughs> that underbite alone. <laughs> Listen, talking about she can't never do nothing right. Heavily, have you looked at you? I don't even want. I, I don't even want to say like in totality. Hey, have you just seen the shit you've been doing this season alone, heavily? <laughs> You ain't never doing nothing right. You always at the center of some mess and drama every damn near every episode, damn near. Damn near. Hell, since this show started. You have been the catalyst for mess this whole fucking season. Yeah. Let's be honest. To which that that's a great segue, friend, as to why Toya tried to bite Dr. Jackie's head off. But one thing about a classy, we should know that Dr. Jackie is 62 because she don't allow Toya to talk to her any kind of fucking way. 
Yeah, she pulled. She pulled her right to the. She was like, "I'm gonna take Tori to the bathroom." Said, First of all, watch your tone. Watch mm-hmm. how you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one, the two, or the three. You speak. don't have the license. You don't <laughs> have the license to speak to me in the manner that you're trying to speak to me. Your beef is with Heavenly. Take that up with Heavenly. I, I too am with Dr. Jackie. I'm not getting in the middle of shit between you and Heavenly. You and Contessa was just trying to claw each other's eyes out at, a, at Anila's event early in the season. And now y'all is good Judy's and kumbaya, my Lord. And, you know, Contessa coming outside to check on you and Anila won and all kind of shit. Why would I get in the middle of y'all's bullshit when y'all going to be back cool eventually? Exactly. And also... Just like with Donna trying to make a straw man argument, Toya, you making a straw man argument because you you trying to say Jackie don't hold Heavenly accountable. When has anybody? When do you hold people accountable? And not only that, not only that, you as I said, as you I don't said, hold yourself accountable. You don't you hold yourself. Even apologize to Quad for that negative shit you said on Cecil and Simone's live. You don't hold yourself accountable, and you, while you're trying to talk about Jackie, you have been the Jackie in this situation. Because again, you was Mariah's lap dog, and and number two until she decided she didn't want to be on the show no more. You enabled Mariah to be a terrible motherfucker for eighty four years, and hell, that's after yeah. just like you just said, Kansas. That's after y'all have fought physically. You was enabling, uh, you enable heavenly to be a terrible motherfucker till the tides turned on you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk like about you it. told Dr. Jackie, you brought heavenly into the group. You knew her before all of the other ladies and you're only hurt by heavenly's behavior because it's aimed at you. You don't mm. have an issue that her behavior in the past has been aimed at the other women. You do not mm. care. Mm. Mm. You have been lashing out all season because Heavenly has been calling you on your shit. You absolutely deserve to be called to the carpet for that shit you said on a live because that wasn't friendship-like. I don't get drunk and say mean shit like that about my friends. Hello? I don't... You've been talking the shit about people's homes, people's money, people's cars, people's this, while trying to call them friends in the same breath. You typically... Yeah, typically I agree that Heavenly is messy than a motherfucking keep shit going. But the shit that you have been doing amongst that group of ladies and then crying about not being su- supported, you deserve to be called to the carpet on it. Yeah. And like, again, at, 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 at best, and I mean at the absolute best, is Spider-Man, supporting that Spider-Man with you in Heavenly. So again, I don't get the straw man arguments and being performative. You, you just mad that the shoe is on the other foot. That's literally it. Because mm-hmm. Heavenly is a messy, nasty, surly ass bitch and so are you, Toya. So y'all are even. Yep. Can we move on? Yep. Can we please? Because this is tired. This is as tired as your fashions, Toya. Tired Toya. That's what we're going to call you. Tired Toya. Yep. I think that's about all I had. Yeah, that's exactly all I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait to come back next week with all the mess that's popping off on all the shows. Looking forward to it. 
make sure you are subscribed to the Patreon at minimum at the Red Noise level, which is $5 monthly, so that you can get our commentary on shows that we do not talk about on this show because we don't have the space. Life After Lockup is coming back. We reviewed yeah. Mama June's Road to Redemption. We are doing Jocelyn's Cabaret, and it needs to happen behind the paywall because Jocelyn's Cabaret is so raunchy. It's not even on TV. You need a zoo subscription to watch. And then they were playing some of the earlier seasons, like when it was in Miami, and all that shit is edited. It's raw and uncut on the Zeus app. Yeah, you need, you need hanging it out. full and unfilled. Jocelyn calling women $1 dick sucking hoes and everything under the sun. We are talking about it on Ratchet Reloaded, which is our Patreon show. It's the companion show to uh, Ratchet Ramblings. We'll be adding more stuff in as it comes up. You don't want to miss out if, and for $5 a month. If you got it to give, it's a great investment. If not, we, we enjoy and love your continued support by just giving us a listen here. Every play goes a long way. So we'll see y'all back uh, next week. Same time. Same ratchet ass bullshit, ancient ass behavior. And um, Donna, bitch, you stop telling people you from Cleveland. Don't embarrass us like that no more. <laughs> you is not the LeBron of this tattoo shit. You are the Kwame Brown. Never mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peace, niggas. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>